Well, thanks for listening to the October edition of the Rebuilt Podcast. Again, we like hearing people's uh, spiritual stories and conversations, and I'm really happy to share with you this interview with Craig Horner. Craig serves on our financial council. He works as the CFO uh, of Kelly, uh, a company here in in Baltimore that uh, does insurance. And he also serves on our Rebuilt board, and he talks about his excitement at the end about all the things Rebuilt is doing or his enthusiasm for the fu- enthusiasm for the future of Rebuilt. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Craig Horner. Hey, Craig, thanks for coming in to do this. I know you're a busy guy. You always have a lot going on, so thanks I, for coming in. I do. My pleasure. Yeah, happy, to, happy to join you. I know it's taken a while to get me here. But I know. I, I couldn't believe you said yes because I didn't give you that much time. I thought I'd have to give you like three months notice and I gave you about a week and you said, yep, I can do it. So. You, know, you never know when the schedule just kind of works yeah. out. But there's there's other reasons why I'm hesitant to, to, to even do this, but okay. uh, we'll, we'll get into that probably later. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, again, this is just kind of a, a spiritual conversation and faith journey and kind of understanding your faith journey and how, and eventually how it intersects with nativity mm-hmm. and kind of rebuilt model. Uh, for people, but it's also just again a spiritual conversation. So, just you can get, just starting back background of where, where you grew up and um, you know your family and that kind of stuff. Sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm a uh, uh, married to my wife, my bride Kelly uh, Horner, formerly Taylor. Uh, have uh, three kids, two adult children, 27, 24 year old girls, and a and a 15 year old son who acts like he's older than the adult children, <laughs> girls. <Okay. laughs> uh, he's a sophomore at Calvert Hall. All right, so that, that's your family now, Craig. Uh, growing up, you grew up, I know you kind of you grew up in the city of Philadelphia, that's me, city of Baltimore, <laughs> in the city of Baltimore, and you're Curly, right? I, I did. I actually grew up uh, uh, in the Bel Air Edison community. So when I say, when we refer to the city, there's the right side of the tracks. I consider that to be the other side of the tracks. Uh, yeah. As it relates to uh, the growing up in the city, and uh, but was uh, raised by a single mom uh, for four boys. Okay, I don't think I knew that part. Okay, um, and uh, I was three. I was the youngest for sixteen years, and then the uh, so the youngest of three and the oldest of what I consider two because she okay. had one when I uh, another son when I was sixteen years old. But oh. Wow, yeah. But you were growing up by that point. So. Gr- yeah, partially, right? So yeah. yeah, this weird dynamic, people talk about birth order and so forth, but being the youngest of three and the oldest of two was kind of yeah. changed um, kind of my worldview a, a bit. Yeah. And uh, I consider myself blessed by that. But amazing mother who somehow, uh, you know, worked multiple jobs, had a tremendous work ethic, and more importantly, had a, a, a very intimate, close relationship uh, with Jesus that helped influence me along the way. And she saw some things in me that she believed in and spoke, I believe, spoke life into me. Okay. What were some of those things? What were the... She was, a, she was just, she was an encourager. Um, so, you know, raising, working full-time, raising four kids, um, you know, t- took her away a lot. So, you know, we were alone a lot. But she just uh, uh, saw, was an encourager of me in whatever passion I had uh, at the time, whether it was sports um, or whether it was my studies or whatever it is. She just, you know, was a was a basic encourager of whatever I was doing at the time. 
and uh, was was often not there, but behind the scenes encouraged me, encouraging okay. me. Was it how it was how you know she said she was a role model in faith. Yeah. How, how was how was she that? Well, the, the journey was long and hard for her in a lot of ways, in the sense that um, uh, she, uh, my father is an alcoholic, was an alcoholic, he's since passed, but was an alcoholic, and she basically uprooted um, us three boys when we were very young out of that marriage okay. and, and went on her own. Okay. And that was a long, hard journey, if you will, that had us often living at different places at different times early on in our life. Uh, but you know, through that and through family uh, and through friends, came to find the Lord. And so she got very involved in the charismatic movement okay. um, early on. All right. And in the, uh, I would say in the 70s time frame. Okay. And there's that charismatic renewal going on then, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we'd have, you know, prayer sessions in our house of which, oh, really? you know, me as a, as a 10-year-old or, or teenager thought these people were crazy and didn't... Did they speak in tongues or would yes, they be... Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, didn't quite understand it, and uh, uh, but observed it, and okay. and more importantly than that, I saw her uh, living it out in in her in a very real way. Um, this is another thing I told my mother recently that I I found perplexing when I was a kid because we were pretty poor, um, but she would have people live in our house. Now, mind you, there were. Oftentimes, four <laughs> boys living in this single yeah. Yeah. row house, and if there was somebody in need, whether it was a coworker for a period of time or there was another family um, who needed a home, they would actually live in our house, and it just wow. drove us crazy. Yeah, as brothers, because you know, we didn't have anything, and how were, how would she do something like that? Wow. So that was a witness. That was a an example yeah. of how she lived it out. Oh yeah. Um and. Uh, you know, again, to, to this day, fortunately, my mom's still around, still alive, but uh, a great role model for for me in how to, um, you know, care for others. It can be know. difficult when you're a kid. I remember my mom driving families around that needed help, and then that meant we had to wait for them, or they had to, and it was sometimes just families that maybe overweight, to put it bluntly, yeah. and then it squeezed us yeah, in the right, car right, more, right, right. And, and, you know, they weren't the, yeah, and it was kind of like, they were needy, and you're like, why do we have to suffer for these needy people? Right, 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 right. But it was, yeah, a good witness. So I yeah. kind of, I mean, that, that's even more extreme what your mom did, but that, that just reminds me growing up. That's cool. But we were not, yeah, we were not very grateful. We didn't know we yeah. were for that. So. No, not at all. <laughs> um, so what was your relationship with God like as a kid? I guess it sounds like you went to church, and but the the charismatic and all that. So describe that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably went to church more of duty than um, a calling, if you will. Uh, particularly being a, a child of a divorced parent, right, and one a, a mother who's working so hard to make things work, you almost feel like you, you can go one of two paths in that scenario. You can completely rebel, or you try to be there to help her right. along. And so my my uh, my older brothers, I had two older brothers. Their job was to rebel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that was their role. And, <laughs> they were and, the younger brothers, even though they're the older brothers. Right, par- parable of the prodigal son. Right. <laughs> my, my 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 role was uh, to support her, and I had a pretty you know close relationship with my mother. 
um, as a result of that. And so, you know, again, probably started out more of duty than anything else. Um, and But there were certain moments in my life that were just critical moments, even even early on in my teenage years, that I saw, I thought about something bigger than myself that just planted a seed and, and started layering in foundations that I would say, even to this day, I'm a work in progress. Right. Well, we all are. And, <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, just different experiences that have deepened. Um, so so what faith. were some of those experiences? You know, I think the, the earliest one, just to, to go back, was, um, you know, I'm a grew up in the city, row home. Um, you know, if I s- observed somebody, uh, a peer of mine who had two parents, I was like, wow, they have it all going on. Hmm. Have, and our next door neighbor, who we were very close to, um, had, you know, there was five boys and uh, we were very close in age, so we connected all the time. We, You walked into their house. You didn't knock on the yep. door. You just yeah. walk in. It's like one of those. And the father got cancer at a, I would say, a fairly young age and quickly passed away. Hmm. And I, I, wow. I observed that, and I said, you know, I, in my teenage mind, right, an undeveloped mind, um, started saying to myself, well, I thought this was ideal because it's something I don't have, but it can quickly disappeared. So is there something bigger that I'm supposed to be focused on? Is there something deeper I'm supposed to learn from this? And it became a bit of a, a catalyst in my life, not a major catalyst okay. <laughs> because there were lots of um, uh, my life's more of a roller coaster than it is you know, a straight rocket trajectory. Um, but it definitely was one of the earlier ones that became, still sticks with me to stay, right? I can yeah. tell, I tell a story about it today and you have those experiences in life. And draw you to God or? or, or yeah. It, it, yeah. It's interesting, um, I, I referenced this in the last podcast too, so, but about um, North Point has a thing called Five Ways God Grows Your Faith and they're all P's just to kind of help you remember it, but it's, one of them is pivotal circumstances, mm-hmm. and that sounds like it was a pivotal circumstance in your life that yeah. helped you, helped you to grow. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you you grew up kind of went to church probably because you knew your mom wanted you to grow up. Yeah, and a little bit in this charismatic environment, which I never knew about that. Yeah. Um, and then did you keep going to church through through college, or how, how did how did that? Yeah, I think you went to Curly, so yeah, I think got some good faith. Went there, to Curly, so I got a very foundational experience there. You know, it was more uh, fortunately back then most of the the teachers were friars; they were okay. Franciscan friars. So, um, you know, there was definitely some faith development that happened there, um, but it was more authoritarian, right? Because they were your teachers too. Right. Um, so it was, that was, and and it's an educational environment. So you have your, it's a class or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, I feel like there was definitely some development there, but, um, you know, not as profound as, um, as maybe other people experience. Would Um, you say from, did you go to Catholic grade school too? I did not. I went to public school. Uh, Um, you know, was, was very 
fortunate to survive even some. some <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I mean, maybe, and this is Baltimore versus Philadelphia. And, yeah. And so I feel like I had 16 years of Catholic school, you know, or 12 Catholic, you know, Fort Loyola too, but really 12 years of Catholic school in Philadelphia that I really feel like were foundational that I, I'm really grateful for as I look back and help mm. me know the faith, you know, and it, and it was teaching and it is educate, but such a fo- solid foundation. Do you feel like you had that or do you have to come get that later? Yeah, I would say I'd come get that later. I mean, okay. I, I had, you know, CCD, which, yeah. you know, I'm not even sure what CCD stands for. I just know I had to, of Christian doctrine. There you go. I never would have known that. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I know I had. I know it took up part of my Saturday, which I okay, really didn't. It was care. on a Saturday. Okay. I really yeah. didn't like because you know you went to when you went to public school. That's the the day that you had to go. And okay, I was like, why am I doing this? And um, so I, I I had some of that. You know, I got confirmed. I went through that that full process. Uh, had an experience at at Curley, but. I, I, again, I would say there were my mother, and then you know, as I became an adult, you know, more of a professional, I started to have some some experiences that probably grew my faith more more so than my early years. Okay, but so but you want you would go to church every week, kind of out of duty, and because you knew your mom wanted you to. Yep. And you went to Curly, and you can, you have more exposure there, but yep. it's a class. Yep. Um, so probably not personal at this point. Correct. Okay. When did it become personal for you? Um, so uh, I mentioned my wife, uh, Kelly. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I had really stopped going to church, I'm going to say, like in the college years and maybe even uh, early professional years. Um, and, you know, I was living, you know, the life of a professional in the world. Right. Um and uh, somewhere, well, I, I know how I got introduced to my wife from, I was a blind date um, okay. that, that my mother and her mother uh, set up. <laughs> really? That's so, hysterical. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, right. I, I, don't, I don't, it took me the longest time to even tell that story. It doesn't feel very manly and masculine. <laughs> but <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but so, I will say it was the the Lord's um, the Lord who had ordained it, so okay. I can rest in that. Um, yeah. And uh, but I had uh, uh, developed. I had some very good friends that I lived with and hung out with from early age all the way through even my early professional years, and we had spent a lot of time goofing goofing around and doing different things. But um, when when I and certainly moved, faith was not part of those friendships at no, all. No, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like the way you answer that. <laughs> um, but uh, w- when I met Kelly, like there was something in me when I was in that mid twenty space. I was like, okay, there's got to be more to life than this, and so then I started opening myself up to a to a you know a relationship, and then I got this introduction from my wife to to Kelly. I mean, from my mother to Kelly, right. um, and uh, we dated for a little while, and then, like, I didn't ha- again. I didn't have this role model. I think of what parents are supposed to do, and mothers and fathers and husbands and wives and would do. So I was kind of muddling. Felt like I was muddling through it, and I got to this point where I'm like, I don't know how to do this. You don't know how to do relationship. Okay. I don't know how to do relationship. Okay. And you know, I mean, I grew, when you grow up in a in a, um, there's a fair amount of brokenness that 
travels with you when you grow up in a divorced family, mm. um, particularly when you've got somebody like, you know, my father who was really, you know, not very helpful right. in our development. So there's brokenness that comes with and that. It seems absent completely, almost absent, exactly. right, yeah. Right, yeah. And, and there's lots of hurts that come with it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, how do I, how do I do this? And I couldn't come up with an answer how I do the relationship thing, even though we've been dating for well over a year at that point. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't see the next step in it. Mm. And um, what were you against marriage, or was it? Just no, I just couldn't see. Just, just couldn't see it. Could yeah, couldn't see it. Okay. And and didn't know how to do it. Like didn't have it modeled, so I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't quite fathom it. So. Yeah. We broke up, and that went on. You know, I, I realized that I needed something, so I connected. Fortunately, my mother was still active in, in Assemblies of God Church uh, at that okay. time. Okay, all right. And was she Catholic? She was. She was Catholic, charismatic, right? So charismatic renewal. Assemblies and then there's of a kind God. Of a bridge to Assemblies of God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Local, which would be her story, not yours. So we won't that's go right. into that. To kind of quote, <laughs> quote uh, Gospel of John. I'm telling you, we're telling your story, not hers. So right. That'd be, that'd be interesting to hear how that happened. But um, um, so we ended up going to. Uh, I ended up just you know having this conversation with my mother. She um, and you stopped going to church completely. At this I, point. I wasn't really going to church at that okay. point at all. But but knew there was a void. So. Yeah. Um, Where'd you go to college again? You went to? I went to University of Baltimore. Okay. So non-Catholic school. Right. No faith there. Okay. Exactly. Uh, um, ended up uh, uh, going with my mother to Trinity. It's Trinity Assembly of God. Okay. Of, you know, Joppa Road. And, mm -hmm. um, and started getting, you know, active in that uh, a little bit. And that probably went on a couple months. And I, and I realized, hey, and it's interesting to hear myself say it now because I don't know that I fully realize these things in the moment. Sure. But in retrospect, you start to realize them is that, um, okay, this is something I need. This is something that's helpful. This is something I need to pursue. And I really do like this girl, Kelly. <laughs> right. Is there a way to, to connect those two together? And so I reached back out to her and – um, introduce an idea of us coming back together in relationship and pursuing um, this relationship at church together, and she was open to it. So pause a second. At, at yeah. Trinity, what did they do to keep you involved or engaged? Did, were they, or you just you had such a hunger at that point? Yeah, I think I think it was more of that. More of, of I had a hunger or a thirst. I was hearing. I was hearing scripture in a new and fresh way. So some practical so, teaching there that yeah, you're hearing? Practical teaching, you know, certainly, you know, a lot of things. That, I mean, there's some there's some similarities, even though this, you know, assemblies of God and nobody would would generally connect those two right. assemblies of God in a Catholic church, right? But there are some similarities right. um, in in uh, as I reflect back on them, because there was phenomenal music that spoke to the heart. Uh, practical, um, you know, teachings that are from the Bible and Scripture and breaking that open. And, yeah, yeah, and and that are series based, um, yep. that are just life application oriented, um, and people that were welcoming, people that would um, try to 
uh, encourage you forward as okay. opposed to chastise you. Okay. Um, so there was, the, the kind of big church experience, I, I would say it that way, it wasn't, you didn't get involved necessarily or small groups or anything else like that, but you, but the, the, the experience on the weekend captured you. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Kelly and I started getting involved together, um, uh, we got involved with a youth group there. Okay. Um, we had some friends who were involved in the youth group that I, that I, uh, a guy that I worked with and his wife were involved in the okay. youth group. Um, so they got us involved in that and we got connected that way. We got married there. We, we ultimately went through the, the marriage counseling um, there and and ended up getting married okay. at Trinity. Okay. And it was did Kelly grow up Catholic or no? No, she grew up um, Lutheran. Okay. And and you know kind of hit or miss on that. Okay. I think she would say. Okay. So did she have a strong faith or did you kind of develop that together? Then? I think we kind of developed it together. Okay. Okay. I mean that's what I that's what I feel like is is uh, you know I I clearly had it modeled a little more for me. Than um, she did. Okay. Yeah, than she did, um, just through my mother. Um, but, you know, my, my faith was in infancy at that point. So okay. I'd say we really kind of, you know, developed together. So for you, your story, there'd be some foundations in, in as a kid, but it, it goes dormant, but then you come, it, that hunger is there, the seed is planted, maybe another way to put it, and then it comes back yeah. in mid-20s or so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And still evolving today. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting just on my, you know, because I, I think about in, in hearing your story a little bit. Again, I grew up Catholic and really great, again, foundation, I feel like, from my, and my parents were great role models, I think, and in a Catholic school and just having religion every single day for 12, mm-hmm. again, for 12 years, you know, every school day for 12 years. And, um, but then I think for me, when I met my wife, when I met Mia, you know, when she, we were dating, it was a little bit different kind of story. But that's when I feel like my life, my faith really took off. Again, when there's somebody I could share this with that right. I never had before. So in some ways, that's a similar story for you, even if I would say probably um, Mia was more advanced than where Kelly was just right. at that time because she had gone to Steubenville and had this, you know, amazing experience and was really was really important. You guys kind of – and I think Mia was probably a little ahead of me. I kind of – Group with, but it sounds like you guys are at the same place. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And we, we, you know, we had some some other things in common because Kelly's um, Kelly's parents were divorced, so she okay. came from kind of that that. Yeah, I'm oh, going to say for myself some basic brokenness. Yeah, and and relationally, um, yeah, it's just going to be there in, in that scenario. Yeah. yeah, there's just there's there's brokenness in every family, but yep. I think yeah, divorce increases that there's there's that's just the reality so yeah but we saw you know we we could see a path forward together through it and that's okay. that was a a blessing <laughs> yeah so um uh, you are great your trinity for how many years then were you were you there oh gosh we were probably at trinity for about four years okay um and uh uh, I can advance that story if if that's helpful sure. to you. So did kind of. So there was a pastor, the pastor of administration at Trinity, um, did our marriage counseling class. Okay, uh, a, a fellow by the name of Ed Meeks, and uh, I think you know uh, yep. Ed Meeks. Yeah. So uh, Ed, shortly, um, probably after a couple of years of us going to Trinity. 
um, ended up leaving and going back to work. He actually had a he was head of human resources for uh, a pr- fairly big company in town, hmm. and uh, but was called felt called to start a church, um, and uh, or there was a denomination called the Charismatic Episcopal Church. Not connected to the Episcopal Church at all, just its own separate denomination. Okay, that was designed to bring three streams together of liturgical, ev- huh. evangelical, and charismatic. So, is he connected to Bishop Northwood at all? Um, maybe you don't know, but so you know that that I whole think connect- okay, it's probably, that yeah, whole story always- evolves because it's ironically enough now part of of the Catholic Church, that, yeah. that, that church. What, what are the three streams again? Liturgical? Uh, charismatic, liturgical, and evangelical. Okay, yeah. It's very, it's, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So so uh, remember, he, he's coming out. He, uh, Ed Meeks actually took seminary. He went to seminary at St. Mary's. Um, so he grew up in a very you know traditional Catholic path. Um, was this pastor of administration at Trinity Assembly of God. Right. Right? I mean, how do you rec- – that's a whole other story. Well, I, I think a lot of this tells us what's going on in our world, though, is, again, these intermixing of denominations, of, you know, even though I would, you know, I don't ever want to reduce Catholicism to a denomination, but, you know, it's but, the, but of all these different – the streams, all these yeah. things. So this is where faith in our time is, you know, whereas – 50, 60 years ago, you were Catholic, you were a Lutheran, you were whatever. Right. This is all mixing in together. And I, I think that's where God, I think God's in all that. Um, but so anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, so we ended up um, uh, leaving Trinity as he started that church, um, that, that, that local parish. It was a, you know, a national church, but the local parish of it. Um, we were there at the very beginning, the very first service and spent, we're there for over 15 years, I think it was close to 18 years. Um, okay, you know, serving out of um, with Concordia Prep now was Baltimore Lutheran's um, cafeteria, breaking up, setting up, breaking up oh, down okay. for for. And years. That, that personal connection was obviously huge for you. Then, then you yeah, know. he was a wonderful uh, you know role model, somebody we observed and got to know. Okay, and. Um, is you he know, your be- biggest role model of faith, or would you say, or, or a top one? I he guess? he was. I, I would say I go back to my mother. Oh, okay. as being kind of the the uh, key role model in my life. Uh, Ed Meeks was clearly one, and and I would say still is. Yep. And um, you know, I mentioned earlier kind of where where I work. You know, Kelly benefits, yep. and and I get the privilege of observing men who are you know deep in their faith. Uh, as well, each and every day. So, so the Kelly family, in, in, yeah. in general. Okay. So just that they, I get to experience things and see things in a different and fresh way on a on a daily basis um, from from being there. But it, it clearly would be kind of my mother more foundationally. Yeah. And to this day, I mean, I still connect with her quite regularly, and we share sermons back and forth. And um, yeah, that's great. So you're there. So what's the name of that, that church again? So uh, you're Christ the King. Christ the King. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, Christ, it was called Christ the King then yeah. as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. It just kind of evolved in terms of its denominational connection. Okay. And then they eventually got the location, so they moved from... Yeah, so... Okay. Uh, raised You're on up. Providence Road, off of Providence Road. Right so off people of in Baltimore who are listening to this know that where that is, Baltimore County. And so he establishes that, and then... 
and really you have this close connection with Ed Meeks then and 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 um at some point it becomes Catholic. I don't know if, if I'm skipping parts of the no, story, but no, he enters into the Catholic Church. That's correct. And so you you kind of just do as well or what how does that even work? I don't even know. How <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I I uh you, you have to go through a, a formal kind of acceptance process, okay. but um and enough of the community said we'll we'll be with you on this kind of thing, or yeah, and and you know it's kind of unique because it it um, uh, it became about and there's a lot of technical jargon around yeah, which, all of this that we don't need to, but um, it 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 came about in a unique way, and um, he is a you know married Catholic yep. priest with kids, and this stream of of parishes and church that could join into the in communion with the Catholic Church, uh, was certainly allowed to do that. So how did you feel about that personally? Again, going back, this is your story. What, how did you feel about that? Okay, or that's weird, or? You know, I'm not a, I'm not a denominational guy. Like, I mean, I, I grew up Catholic. Um, I think it's more about a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior. And I think the Church is us, individually and collectively, and that denominations ought to spend more time <laughs> coming together than uh, than creating separation, if you will, between them. So it, it just wasn't a big, so? No. Okay. No, as long as they were- I'm part of this community, and this is what this community is doing, so I'm going ahead with it. That's... Yeah. I mean, fundamentally, it, it, you know, my my, uh, my lens or my, my, uh, my grid's been, you know, am I learning and hearing about the Word of God, okay. first and foremost. Is it preaching from the Bible? And am I in communion with a body that right. believes the same and is developing? Yeah, so. Okay. So that that's the that was the framework you had. Yeah. Okay. And you say the personal relationship developed while you were at Trinity. Yeah. Okay. Correct. It was just over time. And again, through almost absorbing it, you also volunteered as well in the, in the youth ministry. But that was you would say kind of your mid twenties is where yeah, and we did. I I I blanked on this first. Uh, we actually Kelly and I did join into. We're invited into um, a small group okay. um, in that time as well, and it was uh, a lot of folks that were generationally older than us, and probably mm-hmm. certainly wiser than us. Yeah. Um, that brought us in. That that started to help advance it and start to challenge it. For yeah. Them. Well, I think that's the thing about small groups is that you want to be with some people who are a little bit ahead of you and a little bit behind you because right. you can pour into the people behind you, but you can learn from the people ahead of you. Right. Often people want to be in small groups with people who are in the exact same situation. I'm like, no, you, you don't really want that. You right. want <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you do want a couple people like you, but you want some people ahead of you. So um, that you come in to – so Christ the King yep. comes into union with the church, and that's not a big faith issue for you. That's not – it's just, yeah. okay – um, and you were there after that transition for, for how long then? Um, years, um, years. And in fact, I would say my, my connection nativity. That's what I was going to go to next. But. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go mean, ahead. Jump, jump well, in. Well, go ahead. No, so, go ahead. You were going to so talk about Ironically this. enough. So, you know, Christ the King was probably, you know, 200 to 250 people, one service every Sunday. And that one service started, um, becoming a conflict with, CJ's lacrosse schedule. Okay, so your son's lacrosse schedule. Yeah, yeah. And this has been a big challenge and debate for me, right, uh, on how to manage that. But so what What do I, I, I've heard of this nativity thing and 
they have lots of services. So I'm like, okay, when it's a conflict, I'll go there. I'll go to nativity. Okay. When it's not a conflict, we'll be at Christ the King, and yeah. um, that evolved into everybody else, <laughs> the girls and Kelly coming with me as well. So we weren't split. Yep. And that grew into just a deeper appreciation for um, what you know how we can grow as a family, individually and collectively at Nativity. So. Um, yeah, it just kind of evolved that way. Okay, so um, it was it was evolved, gradual. Yeah, and you felt like the whole family was growing there, growing here, and so you moved. Yeah. And I know that was sort of sort of a, a difficult thing for you eventually to do, right? To say, oh my gosh, well, probably one of the most difficult <laughs> going going to to Ed Meeks and and telling him that was the most gut wrenching thing, one of the most gut wrenching things for me. Ever. You, you just felt like God was calling you to do that, or yeah, or, okay. yeah. yeah. And uh, so I I sat down with him, and uh, he is is one of the most genuine people and and gentle people I've ever met in my life, who is very passionate about certain things yeah. as well. Right? <laughs> if you've ever watched the YouTube, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I feel like I don't know. Again, this is your story, not 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 that. So yeah. is it? So it's but, interesting. Uh, but so I, I sat down with them and people and, from all around the country were asking me if I've seen it. Oh right. Um, so I sat down with them and said, you know, just wanted to let you know, here's you know, what's going on. Here's what we're doing. And uh, like, not sure what they expecting to experience. And he said, Craig, I'm so happy for you and your family. Wow. And I'm glad that they're, you guys are growing. God bless you. Wow. And, and every time I see him to this day, I, you know, I give him a big hug, and he gives me a big hug. And yeah, but I mean, I think that's you know again the 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 comp. The, unfortunately, there is competition between churches, yeah. and envy among churches, and 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 all this stuff. So that is a great testimony to just. Mm. Um, that's the right kind of. We're actually talk about this in in this uh, series we're in right now about a, a large spirit, right? Not, instead of yeah. a small spirit, you know, and so Amen. that's great. So you just. And what, behind the calling over here, just we're growing. This is a place, the whole family. It's it's just working schedule wise and all that, really too. Some of it was just as simple as that. So, any messages, series that have been incredibly impactful to you, or have been the most impactful to you, or specific ones, or you know, I, I don't, I don't know that I can call anyone out. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a big believer. There's different seasons for life, right? Whether they're you know, kind of where you are in your relationship journey, like if your family, you know, is just a parent or husband and wife or a parent or a parent of young kids versus older kids or just kind of where you are. So um, I am, I felt like um, whatever series was occurring at the time really spoke to me Mm -hmm. um, at that time. Okay. So, you know, again, I'm kind of, Seasons of life guy, and looking for the message that can apply to the season of right. life, um, and I just I try I try I, I don't do this successfully every time, but I try to apply what I'm what I'm hearing and yeah. what I'm learning. It's just a steady week in week out da- daily app or weekly application or continuing to be thinking about it. It's not. Yeah, it's turning the flywheel. I guess that would be another way of saying that's it. right. And, and and just keep turning and keep turning and keep turning. And as long as there's something coming in. Um, you know, I, I heard, you know, that's feeding you in some way that's helping, you know, I've heard, you know, Frank, who you work with mm-hmm. talk about how, 
at one point he was going to church and he was he would bring out his journal, not write anything down. And that's mm. he's like, I need to maybe move on from this church at that point. So right. it's right. when there's nothing coming in that it's like, okay, maybe that's, I, I have to move or find somewhere. But as long as there's something coming in, it doesn't have to be, again, the 10, the, 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 the right. you know, mind blowing kind of thing. It that's can be right. just, I'm getting something fed. So yeah. I, I did love the, uh, the, the, the message series on Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, which I thought was incredibly helpful invaluable and i love the one that's that just started this sunday as well okay it's kind of speaking to maybe where i am okay oh good good Uh, any songs that have been uh impacted you i i just generally love the music here i mean i I listen to christian music for the most part um uh every once in a while on a friday when i'm coming home i i crank up some classic rock (laughs) (laughs) yeah i go back and forth between the two yeah Yeah. it's yeah and sort of feels like the end of the day yeah sometimes you want some classic rock but i'm with you but any specific song that that... i mean i i I, you know again i've um i've been able to fortunately experience even some some uh you know, Christian bands that come into town and experience them in person. You took me to Casting Crown, so <laughs> yeah. was, that was a good concert. Love, it was love, a few years ago now. Yeah, so. I know. It's it's uh, COVID years, right? Yeah. I uh, love Casting Crowns, love Mercy Me, yeah. um, probably two of my, my all-time favorites. But, you know, I listened to uh, uh, Fernando Ortega, if you've ever heard of him as an no. old, just some really good spiritual music, like in the morning, just... Um, really peaceful, tranquil, speaks to your soul, I think. Yeah, that's good. I, no, I have to listen. I think sometimes with music, too, I'll, I'll, I will find that, you know, sometimes, again, I want to be playing music where I'm yelling, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm singing loudly, and I love, I do love music. But sometimes I can, I'll just put it on the car because I'm going to put something on or driving, and I'm like, just having that in the background, it can change it. The words coming to me can just change my spirit and change my put me in the right direction. Absolutely. Know? Versus I mean, listen to Led Zeppelin might not do that, but uh, <laughs> or Pink Floyd. I'm but, a big, a big nine. <laughs> that's right. I'm a, I'm a big uh, ninety five one. Is you know is yeah. the, is the local channel. Okay. But yeah. sometimes there might be a song like all oh, the lyrics are hitting you, but there's no. There's yeah. No, that's okay. I won't keep. I yeah. won't keep pushing you on yeah. that one. Uh, anything you're learning right now in your faith? What do you What do you feel like you're learning? Um. You know, I, I, I know, I think I know where I'm, what I should be learning. Uh, hopefully I am learning it. Um, and, and that's more getting deeper in relationships with people. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's one thing, and I think this is kind of a little bit of an outgrowth of the, you know, the pandemic, <laughs> yeah. um, where we all were in some ways isolated. Um, maybe we had this thing called Zoom. <laughs> uh, but that's not relationship, um, yeah. and it's still a disconnection. But uh, uh, I feel like uh, I'm supposed to, in this season, to get deeper in relationships with certain people, you know, even with my family, members of my family, but, but others as well. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to, to what that might look like, and I don't know what it will look like. But... Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I am, and I feel like even again the message series from from uh, this past Sunday and its beginning, it's yeah. it's about the heart, and yeah. and uh, um, you know I feel like there's a there's a correlation and a connection between um, where my heart is and where it needs to go from a relational perspective. Hmm. 
That's good. So what, referring back to that, one of the, qu- the questions was, you know, who do you say that I am? Jesus asks. And, you know, there's, there's the, I, again, the kind of the Lord, liar, lunatic, but, you know, then there's the heart question for that. How are you answering that right now? So the the bigger question of who do you say? Yeah, or yeah, like I'm, who is you know? I, mean, I, I, I assume you believe Jesus is Lord, so I'm yeah, not going yeah. <laughs> right, right, to right. go through all that. But you know, is there a specific? You know, talked about. Uh, you might see the small group podcast, friend, healer, provider. You know, counselor. Yeah. Um, is there any word that right now you're like this that is you know really resonates with yeah. me? I mean, I think the the one that or throughout your whole life too. Might yeah, be I, I think you know, I think the one that. Um, the characteristic that I'll say most resonates with me um, at the moment is one of that just provides grace and love and care. You know that he cares so deeply about me that um, he puts up with my faults, <laughs> my failures, my my shortcomings, and still is there to to carry me in yeah. the midst of that. And it's just a, an image um, that is, it just resonates yeah. so with me. Yeah, it's good. There's a, a Sidewalk Prophet song, and the name of it is escaping me, but I, I, it's on one of my playlists. Mm. And it's that, you know, I'm the nail in your wrist. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm the thorn in your crown. I'm the sweat from your brow. You right. know, I'm the nail in your wrist. I'm Judas's kiss. You know, like yeah, I'm all those things that nailed you to the cross, and yet you love me, and you know, I think you love me anyway, whatever yeah. that was. And it's an older song, but it, like yeah. it's still like it depends on my mood or right. how much I'm listening to it. But if I or if I don't hear it for a while, like just emotionally, those words like hit me. So that just reminds me a little bit of what you're saying. Of like, yeah, I'm a pain to you, and yet you love me. You know, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, <laughs> uh, you know and I, I yeah. So it, it, that's a that's a good one. Um, you know, one other to go back to the the song and the message, and and I've been at this point in my life. Um, there's a a song. I think it's by uh, uh, Mercy Me, um, Jesus Bring the Rain, and it's a it's a it's a song about you know when I'm not doing what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, dry spiritually dry kind of. Yeah, or, or you know, uh, going down a path I shouldn't be going down. You know, bring bring the rain to draw me back mm. like bring the storms like i welcome the storms and even to redirect me to redirect of. me to okay. the path that you desire me to be on and that's a hard prayer to pray <laughs> 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 um but i but i feel like um like if you have a a bigger vision of what this is all about you'll understand the need for it i mean it's just like the yeah, you know the pandemic, and you think about it. Nobody wanted this. Nobody. I don't want it. Right. Nobody invited it. There's blessings that probably have come from it. Right. That we need to be um, thankful for, but we never desire to learn those lessons that way. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, you think about it. And I'll plug our book a little bit. Coming out uh, seriously, guy. But you know, tell the one chapter is a story on Jonah. And once it's the same, you know, you have the Jonah storm and the apostles storm. The apostles go in the storm. They're right in God's will. They're mm-hmm. doing exactly what Jesus said. Let's go to the other side. Mm-hmm. Jonah gets the storm because he's going the opposite of God's will. So that's right. a good reminder that sometimes the storms, sometimes the storms come to us and it's not our fault. And sometimes we go into the storm and God's trying to redirect us and turn us, yeah, turn us back. So, yeah. Um, one last question. Um, you know, so 
Uh, maybe two. Um, what, where is God want to use you in the future? You know, I mean, you, you thank you. You're on our financial council. Um, uh, you help us on the rebuilt board. And um, I know there's probably a lot of other things you do. I think your, your role at Kelly, um, again, in such a credible, that business is such a credible blessing to this community. Mm-hmm. And you kind of reference that. There's a lot of great spiritual stuff that comes there. So, you know, we're all that going on. And I know there's probably other boards I know you're a part of, too. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't name them, but I know <laughs> there are other ones you're on. Where do you feel like God's using you or wants to go with you in the future? I wish I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I uh, first of all, I, I never envisioned being involved at Nativity the way I am. Um, when we first came here, it was I've been involved in either boards or finance councils or whatever they were called at the other at Christ the King and other places like that. So when I first came here, it was like eh, it's kind of nice to. Fly just, under the radar, right, right, and, right, and right, just right. kind of, you know, be <laughs> just be, yeah, just just, just get fed, and yeah, that's just good get, for a while. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, you know, but somebody tapped me on the shoulder and asked me to get involved in in the um, actually in, involved in the high school program. You might remember who that was. Tom. Okay, yeah. Um, and I became a, a co leader of one of the uh, ninth grade confirmation classes. Yeah, and uh, uh, which is just blew me away. Like I was so excited about what that program and what was happening there that I was absolutely convinced when CJ, my son, you know, became, got in the ninth grade, he was absolutely gone. It was that impactful. And then, you know, that led to the next thing, which was the finance council, which led to, to, to to rebuilt after that. Um, And I, I didn't plan for any of that. So, you know, my MO is is to not really try to plan those things out, but just to respond uh, when I'm asked okay. in prayer. To be so be available and then bring it to God and say, Yeah, Lord, is this is this where I'm supposed to be? Can I make an impact here? Can I influence it? Is it where you want me to be? And and then respond accordingly. So uh, if anybody has an idea on what that should be next. <laughs> so um, your general thing is I'll be available to God and, and pray about the yeah. opportunities that come come along. And yeah. you, you still got, yeah, you still got be a dad and your your work and, and working in, a, again, in a community uh, for a business that has this incredible spiritual um, bent to it and yeah. is, is a positive, such a positive impact in our community here. So yeah, I'm seems- for- fortunate from, uh, from that perspective. So. Yeah, I just take take it uh, take it day by day. And do, do you have any? I mean, this will, I may have one more into this. Yeah. I mean, how does I mean Kelly is such a a different organization, and, and how does that become more? You know, it's different from a, a, a something on Wall Street where it's so much different. If you're if you're if you're uh, you know not a private company or if you're if public company, that's what I was looking for. Right, right. You know, how does that? Any other business leaders maybe who'd listen to this about? And this, I guess, is a whole other conversation. But, but a quick thought on how to be a a, a, a business of faith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have asked that question. Well, question. there's, there's. I, I'll tell you what. What's really exciting is I think we're. I'm starting to see. Either I'm starting to observe um, 
something that's already been there and it's been there for a long time, or there is a growing movement, um, and it's probably both, of businesses that are want to not only publicly profess but live out their faith in their in their daily business operations. Yeah, and um, so that's awesome to see, and I think that's something that the Kellys are very passionate about, no doubt. And I'm just, you know, happy to be along adding guidance and wisdom and, and thoughts. I shouldn't say wisdom, thoughts along the, <laughs> along the way on how we can do that in a better way, not only for, for our company, but also um, to help other businesses and help other leaders do the same thing. So um, I'm really excited about kind of where the trajectory of all of this in our world, because it's sorely needed. We're seeing a lot of the opposite. Right. occurring on a very regular basis and we need christian business leaders yeah particularly owners to step up and influence a the marketplace um but be their employees and anybody else that they in that they come in contact with yeah on a regular basis yeah that's good that might be another further podcast or different podcast conversation right so anyway. any other final thoughts uh, happy to be here um I mentioned early on that um, uh, that uh, I was hesitant to even do this. Yes, we didn't really get to that. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Uh, the, the the primary reason I was hesitant to do it is I feel like again I am a work in progress, and um, I don't know that I have great wisdom or insight. I just have a story, um, and uh, that story kind of begins and ends uh, with Jesus, and as my Lord and Savior. And I'm thankful to uh, be here and, and profess that. And I'm thankful that I have a family that's uh, engaged in that the same way. And uh, I'm blessed to, to be here and blessed to be part of Nativity, to be honest with you. I think it's been uh, a phenomenal to witness not only what's going on here, but what's going on in Rebuilt and what's about to happen and uh and rebuilt and the number of lives that it's uh will i believe will influence um is phenomenal so it's just um i'm just blessed to be kind of along for the ride and add a thought or here to or here there <laughs> thought not with him well that's great let me uh let me pray for us and, yeah uh, please uh father just thank you for craig and his story and uh, god incredible blessing he is to our parish and to many people and the work uh, he's doing. Um, God, we pray that you would uh, continue to bless him, bless Kelly and his family. And God, uh, just take this conversation, uh, using the people who are listening, using their lives for your glory. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.